You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast, and this is episode number nine. Well, hello, hello, my friends. I'm so glad that you are here today. This is the Fitness Matters Podcast. I am Paula B. from paulabfitness.com, your best fitness friend and your mindset mentor, and the purveyor of sometimes sometimes weird news. Today today kind of falls under those well, that weird news category. We are talking about facts versus opinions. And whether you know it or not, this is a fitness matter that matters to you. And why? Why does it matter? Because, you know, I, I feel like I feel like this is one of those topics where you kind of looked at the title and you were like, okay, facts versus opinions. I mean, duh. <laughs> you know, we all kind of feel like we're on pretty solid ground when we're talking about the difference between facts and opinions. I mean, facts are true and everybody knows that they're true and opinions are, you know, they're opinions. They're, they're somebody's thoughts about something. And they might be true, they might not be true. And it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's especially obvious when we are talking about facts. You know, facts are things that we can all agree on. The sky is blue. Opinions, opinions are really, really easy to notice in other people, especially when somebody else is talking about something that you disagree with. You know, somebody talking about your favorite football team being trash, somebody talking about your favorite food being gross, somebody talking about any number of things that are obviously opinions. But here's something that's really hard to tell the difference between facts and opinions is when we are talking to and about ourselves. The thing is, my friend, you are telling yourself opinions that are wrong and are not facts and it's holding you back from getting you what you want in the world. It's holding you back from getting your goals. And here's what I'm talking about. Some of the opinions that you are telling yourself don't sound like opinions because you feel that it is simply a descriptor of who you are and what you do and your place in the world. You, and by you, I mean me. In fact, I'm going to read you a list of opinions that I told myself today. Just today, I I made a note to myself this morning. I knew I was going to record this podcast. I knew that this was a topic that I was thinking about. And I knew that, I, I know that this is an area in which I also am still working. I'm still, I don't want to say struggling, but struggling. Here is, here is a short list. And in fact, it's not even comprehensive. This is a short list of things that I told myself about myself today. The thing is, I'm just a perfectionist. Drinking enough water is hard for me. I could never do that. (laughs) Specifically, I don't know why I need to tell you this, but it's really kind of funny to me. I was watching this video of this woman who was making homemade yogurt. And and it was a really fascinating video. And I watched the entire thing from end to end. And I have no idea why. It showed up in in my suggested on YouTube. And you know how sometimes you fall down that rabbit hole. I... I don't own an Instapot and I or an Instant Pot. I don't eat yogurt, and yet I clicked on this thing and I watched her do it. it. It was this long, involved process, and this is when I thought to myself, I could never do that. 
<laughs> and the accompanying thought, I'm too impatient. I'm not a great cook. These were all related and it was all due to watching this one video. I'm a procrastinator. This is, that was related to something else. I have a really hard time staying consistent. I talk a lot. I have a lot to do. Now, the thing is, on its surface, any one of these things, I mean, especially the thing about I talk a lot, clearly can be proven true. I mean, this obviously is a fact. I talk a lot. But here's the thing. When you tell yourself an opinion and believe it as fact, there's a part of your brain that feels that it is therefore unchangeable. It is permanent. It will always be that way. And your brain does this on purpose for good reasons. Your brain wants to stay the same. I mean, it is, it is one of our biological imperatives. In fact, one of the top biological imperatives. And we have spoken about this somewhat recently. And I will in the show notes or the description box or wherever you're watching or listening. I will link to the podcast where we talked a little bit more about this. But in fact, I've talked about it a couple of times. There, are, there is several biological imperatives and your brain falls under these same exact rules as your body. Your body and your brain want to stay the same. This is how we have survived since we were, you know, cave people many, many, many millions of years. This is, this is good news for a long time. It's just now that we have become more evolved and more complicated that it becomes a little bit troublesome. The way we think now is a lot more complex than it was when all we were trying to do is survive and find something to eat and find some shelter. Now, now we can sit around and completely overthink whether or not we should cut bangs. You know, we, we have, we've given ourselves a whole host of new problems that we never had to have before, but your brain still operates the same way. So when you're telling yourself something that is an opinion, your brain wants to keep thinking that. Your brain wants to assume that it is always going to be that way. But the fact is that your opinion can change. And I know that you know your opinion can change because you have, at some point in your life, changed your opinion about something. When I was a kid, I hated eating rice. And I've actually thought about this far more than one needs to think about such a thing as why did I used to hate rice? But I think I'm pretty sure that when I was a kid, that rice was different. <laughs> Honestly, I, lots of foods are, are different now. I truly believe that rice used to not necessarily taste different, but have kind of a different consistency. I vividly remember, and maybe, I mean, not to be mean. Maybe my mom just wasn't great at cooking it also. Maybe she always served it with other foods that I didn't like. I have thought about this also because the one, the one dish that I vividly remember eating that I absolutely hated, my mom called it the rice special and it was my sister's favorite food in the entire world. So we ate it a lot and I hated it every time we ate it. It was rice with stewed tomatoes or canned tomatoes and ground beef. And it was plain and simple, and I'm sure it was really, really inexpensive because we canned our own tomatoes. And 
to me, I mean, even, even the thought of it right now is just bringing up that whole feeling, you know, when you're a kid and you hate a food, it still feels like that. So maybe that's why I hated rice. But here's the thing. I love rice now. I serve rice uh, probably four out of seven nights of the week and some weeks even more than that. I love rice. I go out of my way to eat rice. I enjoy it. It's a great food. I, I don't have any problem at all with rice. I have completely and utterly changed my opinion about rice, which means that I changed my opinion about myself. Follow me on this one, because I know that whether or not you like rice doesn't seem like a big deal. But it's lots of little sentences like that that are in your brain that you have become accustomed to thinking that sound like facts that might be holding you back from what you want. As it happens, not liking rice or liking rice isn't really holding me back from any goal that I have right now maybe in the future, that's fine. But right now, it's not a big deal. Right now, it's not a problem. The problem comes when we have these opinions that we are telling ourselves are facts that feel like problems. The number one thing on my list, I'm a perfectionist. This is something that I butt up against every day. I'm a procrastinator. This is something I have a problem with every single day. This is an opinion that sounds like a fact and I can absolutely back it up as fact. I can prove that I'm a procrastinator because I procrastinate, but it's an opinion. Now, super, super quickly, let, let me just tell you something about the thing that your brain tells you. Your brain, your brain repeats these opinions and it begins to feel like facts because of all the repetition. But when I'm telling you that they're not true, it makes it sound like maybe your brain is telling you lies. And I want to be really, really clear that there is a difference between an opinion that sounds like fact and an actual lie. A lie can be proven false. You could, you could absolutely just systematically prove it false. But an opinion can actually be proven either true or false. And this is why it's kind of problematic. Your brain, in addition to wanting to stay the same all the time, also really, really, really wants to be right. It is, it is your brain's reason for being, is to stay the same, to prove that what we are doing is correct, to only adapt when necessary, and to be really, really efficient at what it does. So when you can prove your opinion, either true or false, that's kind of problematic for your brain. Your brain picks a side and it picks whatever side you have already repeated enough times. Your brain doesn't have some separate you know, judgment about, about whether or not something is good for you or bad for you. Your brain isn't trying to trick you. Your brain is not working against you. Your brain, is, your brain is truly not the problem because in fact, your brain is going to be the solution here when we, when we get a little bit further into this topic. Your brain is just doing its job. You've had a thought, I'm a procrastinator, enough times that it just keeps thinking that. And 
because it wants to be right. It wants to stay the same. It doesn't want to adapt until it's absolutely necessary. It's going to keep looking for evidence that you're right, that this is true, that this is a fact. When I say to myself, I'm a procrastinator, I can, at the drop of a hat, come up with off the top of my head at least a dozen times. In fact, this podcast. <laughs> I, I procrastinated this podcast. I had it on my list of things that I was going to do yesterday and I'm doing it today. I procrastinated it. There is so much evidence that my brain would love to hand me that I'm a procrastinator. And yet, if I tell myself, I always get things done on time. I can come up with evidence for that, too. There are plenty of times. I mean, the fact is, I'm recording this podcast with plenty of time to spare. This is not even remotely, by any stretch of the imagination, the last minute. This is closer to my deadline than I would have preferred because it was on my list of things to do yesterday, but it's not outside the realm of getting done on time. There have been plenty of other projects that I have actually done ahead of time, that I have planned out and executed on time, phenomenally, exactly as I intended to. So, so which one's true? Am I a procrastinator? Or am I not a procrastinator? Well, I would like to believe that I'm not a procrastinator. So what do I do? I mean, what do I do if I have this opinion that I think is a fact that that I don't want to believe anymore because because why would I want to believe that I'm a procrastinator when when I might not be why would you want to believe that you have a hard time staying consistent why would I want to believe that drinking water is hard for me why would I want to believe any of these things that aren't nice well I don't. I don't want to. And that is something that that you need to consider. You know, when I'm telling you this list of these opinions, I know some of them you probably hear in your own head, and some of them you don't. I want you to understand that there are lots and lots and lots of things that you are telling yourself that you don't even recognize yet. When I first started understanding this whole concept, I didn't actually believe it was a problem for me. I'll be honest. I I heard, I listened to a podcast, of course, because this is what I do. And in fact, I will link, I will link this podcast that I absolutely love. It's called The Life Coach School. And I know that I have talked to you about it before, but most of Most of the things that I have come to understand about the way that I think and the way my mind works have come from this podcast. I find the work to be absolutely fascinating, and I would love for you to listen to it too. You'll actually find a lot of overlap between the things that I talk about and the things that I have listened to on this podcast. Um, It's called The Life Coach School. The the hostess is Brooke Castillo, Um, and it's It's just really, to me, life-changing work. But when I first started listening, I had a hard time even, even hearing the opinions. 
These are things that you have been thinking about yourself for so long and so often. You might not even notice that you don't like it. You might just feel resigned to it. It might feel truthful, factual, immutable, unchangeable. But because it's an opinion, it can totally change. So the first step, because I do have steps, I always have steps. The first step to hearing the facts versus opinions in your brain is to do just that, is to listen for them. This step is going to take longer than you realize. And and it'll be one of those things where when you start listening to the things that you are saying in your own head about yourself, you're going to have to kind of step outside of it for a half a second to even hear it. I was in the middle of doing something. I mean, again, I was watching this video when I heard I could never do that. And I didn't think about it in the moment until a little bit further on. She was doing some other step and I thought it again. And I realized, again, because this topic was on my mind, because I knew that I was going to do this particular podcast today, it took me, I think I thought it probably consciously heard myself thinking it probably two or three times before I realized what I was saying to myself. It's going to take a lot of effort on your part. And I'll tell you that the thing that you're listening for is honestly any sentence that starts with I. You know, we, we hear all the time that we should make I statements, that we should come from our own place of truth and our own internal wisdom. The fact is, lots of your I statements are opinions. Once you start hearing them, write them down. It's step 1A. You may or may not enjoy this part. For me, it's very illuminating. It's not necessarily strictly journaling. It is simply another way to observe the things that I am saying to myself. I thought that. I could never do that. And then I thought it two more times. I think two more times. And if I wouldn't have written it down, that thought would have been lost to the ages. I mean, within within 10 minutes, because again, I was watching this video. It was super fascinating. I went on to think things like, I'm too impatient and I'm not a great cook. There were lots of other thoughts rolling around in there. Had I not written it down in the moment, I never would have come back to analyze it later and to think about it. And that is that is our step two here. After you've started listening for these I statements and hopefully started writing them down or at least making a mental note of them, decide whether or not you like believing that. The fact is, lots of things that are opinions, you might totally enjoy thinking. I love cats is indeed an opinion. But it is not an opinion that I have a problem with. It is not an opinion that I want to change. I'm really happy loving cats. I don't need to think anything further about that. I'm, I I mean, it might surprise you to know one of the things on my list. I talk a lot. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me in the least. It doesn't even entirely bother me when other people point it out to me anymore. I don't mind. It's an opinion 
It is changeable. It is something that I could think differently about. It is something I could even do something different about. But I don't care, <laughs> and it doesn't bother me, so I'm going to let that one slide. That, to me, is an opinion that I'm going to go ahead and leave in the fact column because it's fine with me. However, if you don't like believing it, if it's bothersome to you to think of yourself as a perfectionist, if it's bothersome to think of yourself as a procrastinator or not a great cook or somebody who has a hard time staying consistent, if this bothers you, then it's time to do some work. The work that you need to do next is to choose what you want to believe. Because the fact is, yes, the fact, the fact is that you're already choosing to believe what you believe. Not necessarily consciously, as we discussed, your brain gets very efficient. It just thinks the same things over and over because because there's no reason not to. It's very efficient. It doesn't want to adapt. It wants to stay the same. It will adapt if it needs to. But at some point in time, the very first time you heard that thought, you chose. You chose to think it. You chose to believe it. You chose, on some level, to repeat it more than once. Now, it's really hard to come up with an example of something that you have thought once and then let go of because you probably just thought it that one time and then let go. And we have, I mean, the the science is, is fuzzy on this, but we have somewhere between like anywhere from like 50 to 100,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot. Thinking one thing one time it got lost. It got lost in the shuffle a long time ago, even if it's a thought you just had 30 seconds ago. It's, it's gone unless, unless you choose to practice it. So choose what you want to believe. I want to believe that I am capable of doing things on time. I want to believe that I am a planner. I want to believe that I always meet deadlines. I want to believe that I get things done when I say I'm going to. Now here's the trick on this. When you're choosing what you want to believe, your brain, being your brain, is going to try real hard to prove that new thing wrong. Because, coming back to your biological imperatives, your brain wants to say the same. Your brain wants to believe that you are right. Your brain has no interest in adapting until it has to. And, and, your brain interprets something new as something scary. Again, this was such great news for us way, 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 way back in the day when we didn't have any experience with something. It literally could kill us. So we had to be very wary of new things. We had to be very leery of eating that bush. Is it poisonous? It is. Is it not poisonous? Of meeting that new animal. Is this new animal going to kill me or am I going to kill it? Your brain takes everything new and says, nope, way too scary. That is something that you are going to have to, again, hear and understand and decide 
whether or not you want to believe that. Thinking a new thought feels physically frightening, feels anxiety-producing, feels panicky, but you are capable and your brain will adapt when necessary. But when you're choosing what to believe, your brain is also still going to do that thing where it's trying to come up with all kinds of evidence why this new thing is wrong because the old thing was obviously right. And that's where you're going to, again, have to kind of step out of yourself and think, okay, what is, what is the next step of believability. If I believe right now that I am a procrastinator, it's going to be really hard for me to go directly to, I always get everything done on time the first time I ask myself to do it. My brain immediately thought of numerous times that that did not happen. I mean, again, with this podcast, that doesn't happen all the time. So it's kind of a ridiculous thing for me to repeat to myself as some sort of a mantra, like I'm, you know, practicing thinking this new thought. I always get things done on time. Yeah, I don't. No matter how much I repeat that to myself, there will be a part of my brain that is arguing with me. That kind of a thought won't stick. It won't become a belief just because I want it to if there's a part of my brain that is constantly arguing against it. But what I might say to myself instead is, I'm learning how to set deadlines. I'm practicing meeting my deadlines. Both of those sound very factual to me. I am practicing. I am learning. I am, with some success, getting better at not always procrastinating. So finding finding the next believable level from where you are is super important because, again, your brain trying to be efficient, trying to prove you right, wants to be able to have evidence that you are right about what you're telling yourself. And then after that, you just have to follow through. I mean, and I know that I made that sound so easy. It always, it always does when I say stuff like that. Oh, just follow through. But because you are actively thinking this opinion that you would like to change, so that it is not problematic, you are going to need to be diligent about practicing this new thing. Now, now for some, for some of these, some of these opinions, it's going to be a little bit more, a little bit more difficult to, to follow through or to practice. For me specifically, I'm a procrastinator. You know, it's a little bit easier. I set myself a small deadline I meet the deadline. Every time I practice that, it's a little bit easier to believe that I am a person who meets my deadlines. But when you have a thought in your head, something something that's maybe more, even more personal, something along the lines of, I have fat arms. Let's delve into this one. Let's listen to that belief. When, when would you hear something like that? When you're looking at a photograph, when you're trying on clothes, when you're contemplating short sleeves because it's hot outside. There are all kinds of times that you might have heard that in your head and not paid any attention to it. And it became this belief, I have fat arms. And in your mind, you can totally prove this true. I mean, look at the photograph. Look at... at 
you know, how much I weigh, look at how I look in short sleeves or tank tops. This is, this is very clearly to your brain, a fact, a truth. But when you hear something like that, something that I do, some, some litmus test that I send myself is, could somebody else in your same situation feel differently and think differently? And the fact is, when they are not facts and they are opinions, somebody else could always think something different. I mean, this is where we started. Opinions, somebody else totally has a different opinion about your favorite football team. Somebody else totally has a different opinion about cats. Somebody else totally has a different opinion about your favorite food. Somebody else, even in your body, could feel different about their arms. Somebody who has recently lost a whole bunch of weight might look at arms that look and feel and are exactly like yours and be like, oh my gosh, look at how thin my arms are now. Look at how muscular my arms are now. Look at how great my arms look. Somebody in my position could look at how many deadlines I do meet and be like, oh my gosh, I always meet deadlines and discount those times when they don't. Somebody else in your exact same situation with the exact same circumstances could see these things that you think are facts as opinions. I ran this race a couple years ago now, um, three and a half years ago now, that I, for a while afterwards, really started practicing telling myself was a crappy race. I had a very difficult time. I did not perform the way I expected to. I was disappointed in my time. I was disappointed in how I executed the race. I was disappointed in almost everything about it. I found it to be incredibly difficult. And for a while, my fact that I told myself was, I'm not very good at running. This happened to be a 100K race. It was very long. <laughs> My first one also. It was a very difficult race. I'm not very good at running super long distances. And my brain was perfectly happy to come up with all kinds of reasons why this was true. I mean, it, it, and it was even objective. I mean, this was this could be proven with numbers. It took me 14 hours and 49 minutes, and my projected finish time was pretty significantly shorter than that. I sat down, I think at least three or four times, and, you know, sat for 10, 15 minutes at a time. I cried numerous times during that race. I threw up during that race. I didn't feel good during that race. I mean, there was, there was all kinds of objective, factual evidence why this was a bad race and I was not good at running that particular distance. However, there was also some very factual evidence that I was great at running that distance. That same race, that same day, I personally was the first place female. I personally was the fourth finisher overall. 
My crappy race was technically speaking, objectively, by the numbers, the best race I had ever run. And, I mean, to be fair, it was the first time I had run 100K, so therefore it was my 100K PR. It's actually still the only 100K I've ever run. I have run 110K since. But it, it was objectively a great race. When you can prove something either true or false, it's an opinion. It's an opinion that can be changed. So when you hear these things in your mind, run them through that test. Could somebody else in the same position think something different? Could I think something different? And the fact is, if you can think something different, then you can think something different. <laughs> it's, it's really great news. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. If you are capable of thinking something different, then, then you can. And that's awesome. And here's what you have to do. You have to, you have to listen for it. You have to decide if you like believing this opinion. You have to choose the opinion that you want to believe, and then you have to follow through. And not only do you have to follow through, like, the one time, like today. You know, I made this list. I'm thinking about whether or not I'm a procrastinator. Well, this is all well and good, but tomorrow, when I have this same thought, when I have something on my list and I feel like putting it off, and it's like, well, I'm a procrastinator. That's okay. I'll put it off till the next day. I have to follow through again. I have to listen. I have to decide if that's what I want to believe about myself. I have to choose what I want to believe. And then I have to follow through. And then I have to repeat it again and again and again and again and again. This process is... uh, not fast, not, not fast at all. It can feel kind of overwhelming. It, when you start listening, you're going to realize that there are lots of, lots of things that you've been telling yourself as facts that are opinions, and it's going to feel really overwhelming. My suggestion on that is to just start with one. Start with one thing. Start with the thing that feels the most bothersome to you. Start with the thing that you hear yourself saying a lot. Start with the thing that that you really just don't like believing. That every time you say it or think it, it makes you feel bad. Start with that one. That one's gonna that one's gonna start a big, big snowball effect. When you realize that you have the power to change your mind, you'll realize just how much you can change in your mind. And the thing is, when you think about it, because I know that, I mean, I heard myself saying that sentence, you have the power to change your mind. And I was thinking to myself, no, I don't know, some of these, some of these things I'm telling myself, they just sound too real. They sound too truthy. They sound too big, too much. Try this on for size. You have the power to change your opinion. You are capable of changing your opinion. Doesn't that sound easier? It does, right? I mean, I'm coming back to my story about the rice. <laughs> I That was not difficult to change my opinion about rice. I, I had rice from a different restaurant. I had rice again later as an adult. I learned how to cook rice better. I stopped using minute rice, which, I mean, that sounds... 
I'm not trying to bag on a specific brand or anything. It's just real rice really does taste better than, than any kind of a fast processed rice. I know that I know that this was a lot to take in today. I mean, anytime that we anytime that we talk about these like kind of big deep topics, it feels it feels like a lot. But you know I want to hear from you. You know I would love to know what is what is some fact that is actually an opinion. What is something that you have been thinking that your brain, your efficient, beautiful, wonderful brain that has helped us survive for all these years, what has it been thinking that is no longer serving you? What is something that you are going to decide that, that you don't like believing that and that you're going to change your opinion of yourself? I would love to hear. Thank you so much for sharing. I, by the way, I mean, when you do, I love, love hearing from you when you choose to share with me, usually on social media. I mean, on Instagram or Facebook are the easiest places to find me, but on YouTube is another good place too. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.